So today we, uh, we continue um, with passages that have been selected by people of the congregation as their favorite passage. And today the passage is from Mark 10, verses 13 to 16. We heard the uh, passage at our call to confession, and then uh, we'll read it again shortly as well. So this passage gets us thinking that we are to love children like Jesus does, as we, as we were shared about the story of God's love just moments ago. So we love children like Jesus does, and to love Jesus like children do. And hopefully this passage will challenge us to ask questions in our faith journey as we continue to focus on Jesus. Questions like, how is our childlike faith? And are we doing the things that God desires in our lives and in our church to learn or relearn childlike faith? And where may we have to confess that Maybe there's some things that we are doing wrong or we need to do things differently, such as that Peanuts comic this morning. The context of this passage is Jesus talking to people in Jericho. And Jesus has been sharing about his upcoming death and his resurrection with the people. And in fact, this encounter with the children is about eight to ten days away from Good Friday and Jesus' crucifixion. And perhaps this incident with the children uh, led people to crucify Jesus. But our reading is from Mark 10, 13 to 16. And before we read, let's pray. Father God, you again will be speaking words of grace and challenge to us. So again, we need your spirit to open our eyes and our hearts to the reading of your word. And may the words that I proclaim not be on behalf of me, but be on behalf of you. And the words that we hear, may they not be filtered about our idea of what church and discipleship is, but on your idea of church and discipleship. So Lord, we have so much to learn and increase our faith to be childlike. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Mark 10, 13 to 16. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant, and he said to them, let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Many people are probably familiar with uh, the 1964 novel or the 2005 movie, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where Willy Wonka uh, launches a worldwide frenzy when he inserts five golden tickets into his uh, Wonka bars. And each ticket gives the owner a chance to tour the chocolate factory and also win a lifetime supply of chocolate. So five children find the tickets and they come to the factory for the tour. And as the day passes, the children fall prey to his or her own greed, except for Charlie. And in the scene at the end of the movie, Wonka unveils his true plan. He wants to find a suitable owner to whom he could Just hand over the factory. And Willie asks Charlie, How did you like the chocolate factory, Charlie? And Charlie replies, I think it's the most wonderful place in the world. Willie responds, I'm very pleased to hear you say that because I'm giving it to you. I can't go on forever and I don't really want to try. So who can I trust to run the factory for me when I leave? To take care of the Oompa Loompas? not a grown-up. A grown-up would want to do everything his own way, not mine. And that's why I decided long time ago I had to find a child, 
a very honest, loving child whom I could tell all my most precious candy-making secrets. In the passage of Mark 10 this morning, we're given a similar challenge from Jesus because he's saying that grown-ups often want to do things their own way and on their own time, and we see that in the passage with the disciples. And a child is willing to learn. Receive the kingdom like a child. So in Mark 10, we are introduced to two uh, different age groups. The first age group are the grown-ups, and mostly focusing on the disciples because we're not told much about the parents and what's going on with them other than they're bringing children. The second age group are little children, likely infants, or actually literally translated as babies. So the passage is physically divided by age groups, and as we see shortly, from a kingdom perspective, there should be no groups. We are all to have childlike faith. Now, it's not saying that we have to behave like children, but our faith should behave like children. In our faith journey, we should have the humility of a child. And Jesus is calling us to love children like he does and love Jesus as children do. Well, let's go back a couple thousand years because during this ancient time period, the mainstream Greek and Romans only regarded children for carrying on the family line. They did not view children with great respect. They regarded children with little esteem. A papyrus around, uh, found around 1 BC had a statement on it between a husband and the expecting wife that if, the, if it is a male, male child, let it live. If it's a female child, cast it out. Among the Greek and Romans, children were regarded as unimportant, generally not loved. And the disciples appear to have been taking on this mental model. They didn't welcome the little children by any means. The disciples thought it was ridiculous for parents to bring the children to Jesus to be blessed. And so they rebuked the parents. And they were not being representative at all of what Jesus taught. The disciples were kind of acting like bouncers trying to protect Jesus and, and being disobedient in doing so. And it probably didn't even occur to him, to them rather, that they might be wrong. Because Jesus had a completely different view of children. And he said that all the blessings belong to children as well as adults. The disciples must not have listened to Jesus just days before when they had a similar discussion. Mark 9, verse 37, Whoever welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me, said Jesus. So Jesus became indignant with the disciples and their behavior with the children. And this word indignant, it's not used in Scripture too often, but it means that Jesus was very displeased and he, he became angry with the disciples because the children were important to Jesus. And furthermore, the adults were important too. And that's why Jesus said he wants the adults to receive the kingdom of heaven like a little child. I think we probably are familiar with characteristics of babies. Babies are... Quite in de are quite dependent, rather. A baby can't tie shoes or put him or herself to bed or feed themselves. They can't go to the bathroom themselves. There's such a strong dependence on the parents. Now, many mammals begin to walk soon, very soon after their birth. 
Reptiles and fish begin to swim after their birth. Birds are pushed out of the nest to fly soon after they're hatched. And yet baby humans do not start to roll around until about six months. And then they slowly begin to crawl. And they may be walking as early as 10 months, but maybe as late as 18 months or longer. Babies absolutely, undeniably depend on the parents. They depend on parents for protection, for physical nourishment, and for spiritual nourishment. When we bring babies forward to be baptized, we often commit as a congregation to bringing that child up knowing the Lord. They are dependent, as we all are, on the church. It's like the African proverb, it takes a village to raise a child. Now another characteristic of of babies is that uh, they lack pride. Babies aren't proud. I mean, babies are totally humble because they don't know any different. They don't even care when, where they are when they drool or spit up or even fill their diapers. And if they want to suddenly cry, they will. They're just being themselves. You've got to admit there's kind of an innocence and a wonder and a vulnerability and even a playfulness. Total humility. This is how God created people to be born with. And maybe even for some of us adults to have. Not to lose that wonder or vulnerability or or innocence or playfulness. The disciples thought that the children should grow up before being brought to Jesus. That Jesus shouldn't be bothered with these drooling and potentially screaming infants Wait till they just grow up a little bit and and then maybe Jesus should have time for them or or maybe they thought it was disrespectful and irreverent to bring such children like this into the presence of Jesus. Bring them up as a child with childlike faith, dependent and humble, innocent and wonder and vulnerability continue to train our kids in the faith. And we can't neglect to do this. That's why the nursery, nursery in the church is important, and and our Sunday school for the children is important. The church service is important to be child-friendly. The sacraments of baptism and Lord's Supper are encouraged for all ages and celebrated together as a whole community. The blessings of grace, the blessings of grace are for all ages. The blessings of grace are covenantal promises for even people who don't fully understand everything of the kingdom. Remember, just eight days later, Jesus blessed his disciples by saying, this body and this blood was given for you. And maybe just eight days before he said that to the disciples, eight days before when he was with these kids, maybe these were the same words that he blessed the kids with. This body, this blood is for you. It's great to see the kids participate in worship this morning through music and and through the dramatic reading of the Apostles' Creed and allowing them to to wonder and live out their faith and their gifts and not striving for perfection. Jesus isn't calling us to be perfect in all that we do, but striving to give God the glory in all that we do. So how can we continue to encourage our children to keep a childlike faith? A dependence, a humility, a wonder, a playfulness. 
even in church. The second question is, how do we as adults relearn that faith? Because Jesus calls us to receive his kingdom like a child and to be part of his kingdom with childlike faith. Some may recall an illustration from a few years ago. But for those who were not in attendance a couple of years ago, or maybe you've forgotten, I showed a video uh, about trying to relearn to ride a bicycle that was actually made backwards. So if you turn the handlebars to the left, the tire would actually go to the right. Or if you turn the handlebars to the right, the tire would then go to the left. And it was hard for anybody to unlearn what they knew so well. Riding a simple bicycle like we know would be hard to undo. The backwards bicycle can be compared to this passage because Jesus is telling us adults to relearn how we do our faith journey. We have to relearn to have faith like a child, to receive the kingdom of God like a child. And it's hard because we are in a pattern that we are familiar with as adults. And maybe some of the pattern is wrong, like the disciples. And that's why transformation and discipleship are so difficult to learn. It's hard to learn. The model where transformation will most likely occur for people is when we receive information, and then we reflect on that information, and then we practice the information. We heard that through the children's message this morning, too receive God's love, begin to reflect on God's love, and share God's love. And that takes practice through our actions, through our words. And then we continue just to receive, reflect, and practice even when we fail. It's just an ongoing journey. Now, we are great at receiving information. I mean, the education system in the schools is set up for receiving information. Christian education in the church is set up for a pastor will preach it or a teacher will teach it. We receive information. We're probably mediocre on reflecting on information. I mean, many of us will probably have to admit that we don't like reflecting or studying instructions and trying to reflect on what they all mean. And then most of us probably have difficulty practicing the information we receive and reflect on. Now, some colleges and universities have co-op programs. Most churches will not. Childlike faith or a child would take the challenge and the risk and run with it. They will practice it. We're told that we are followers of Jesus. And as followers of Jesus, we must receive the kingdom of God like a child, like a baby. And we hold to the principles of childlike faith and live this out and practice it. Now, the principles in this passage, it can be extended to infant baptism, but this passage isn't about infant baptism directly at all. But God's grace, I'm comparing it to infant baptism because God's grace is exhibited and overflowed through baptism. God blesses children, and they're welcomed into his kingdom. And the baby doesn't have an understanding at all of the promises of Jesus or an understanding of what the kingdom is all about. But they're totally dependent 
as we are all dependent on God's amazing grace and his unconditional love, the love of Christ. So we need to maintain this childlike faith of receiving God's blessings, of receiving his grace, being reminded that it's nothing that we have done, it's everything that God has done for us. And we need to we need to keep allowing ourselves to be trained and not to be satisfied with the status quo. We cannot think that we've arrived and kind of just leave it at that. No. Let's not be proud thinking that we have all the right answers, but maintain humility. Again, going back to that comic shown earlier with Snoopy's book title, has it ever occurred to you that you might be wrong? Let's just admit that we don't fully understand all the things of the kingdom. Some things we can admit that they just don't make sense. And we simply cannot fathom or grasp the full concept. And there, must, and there are times that we simply must have faith and just accept the wonderful blessings that Christ has to offer each of us, adults and children. And we're called to trust and be completely dependent on Jesus and his grace and his love. Just think about it for a moment. We are putting our trust and our faith and dependence on a person who walked this earth for 33 years and then died on a cross, but he rose and he ascended to heaven. And we trust and have faith that he will come again. Now, when you think about it, I mean, to somebody who's never heard about it, it sounds like a crazy story. But that's what we profess. And that's what we believe. And it's not negotiable. And that's what we receive, like childlike faith. So may this passage prompt us to wonder about God and his kingdom. And be open and honest that we don't have all the answers on this side of eternity. And may this passage prompt us to ask questions, and may this passage prompt us to receive the kingdom like a child, entering into a listening posture that that maybe we don't have all the answers, and maybe we we do need to relearn, and for sure we need to keep practicing. We do fall short in having faith like a child, and we're not capable of the tasks that are set before us. But through the power of the Holy Spirit, God will equip those whom he calls. And God provides us all that we need. God called the disciples to be followers and leaders in the church. And they weren't all equipped for this position. Most of them were just trying to make a living as fishermen. Imagine the nervous feelings that they had when Jesus first called them. Imagine the feelings that they thought they were doing God's will by keeping the parents and children away from Jesus, and then Jesus got angry with them. Yeah, they blew it. But there's grace. And Jesus didn't say to them, you're not worthy of this position. He said, you must be servants. Receive the kingdom of God like children. And when we fail, and we will, Oh, sometimes the Lord will probably get indignant with us. And the Spirit will equip us to ask in humility for forgiveness from Christ and from one another. In humility and dependence like a child, we will have to ask for forgiveness. 
And we're called to love children as Jesus does. And we're called to love Jesus as children do. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word and for making it simple for us. So forgive us for when we complicate things. Forgive us when we try to understand and explain things when we just don't need to. Work in us to have faith like a child, to enter into your church and into your presence with humility and independence on you and not on ourselves. Through the power of your Holy Spirit in us, help us to equip and empower the children and youth to be your disciples and to keep their childlike faith and work in us if we need to relearn what it means to have childlike faith. Thank you for your spirit in us and in your church. And it's only in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen.